Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and it is my deepest desire to journey with you down the path to better health, mind, body, and spirit through the practice of mindfulness and spiritual awakening. Here in this sacred space, we will examine how the practice of higher consciousness and self-awareness can actually lead us to an optimal state of physical and spiritual health. We will talk about the various ways to increase our awareness and support one another along this beautiful journey. Thank you for being here and welcome. This episode is sponsored by the International Institute of Ayurveda. IIA is based in Northern California and Tuscany, Italy, offering both Ayurvedic education and clinical Ayurveda. For those interested in pursuing a career in Ayurveda, the Certified Ayurvedic Practitioner course begins in January 2022. This 1,500-hour, two-year intensive training is capped at 10 students to ensure that our future practitioners are given individualized mentorship and guidance by some of Ayurveda's top professionals today. For inquiries regarding either the school or the clinic, please email reception at iiayurveda.com. That's reception at iiayurveda.com. Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast, episode number 18. Happy New Year 2022, the year of curiosity and possibility. Starting the new year off right by becoming curious about ourselves, our current health, our daily habits, and the impact of the circadian rhythms on our overall health. So let me start by wishing everyone a happy, healthy, and peaceful start to 2022. It's always empowering to be given a sort of fresh slate every year to reevaluate where we are now, where we might want to be going forward when it comes to our health and, of course, our overall well-being. In yoga and Ayurveda, we always speak to staying in the present moment, but the power of our future health actually lives in this present moment. At this moment, right now, when we decide to dial inward, and become curious about our current state of health, mind, body, and spirit, and making the decision in this moment to become more aware of who we are, ready to change some attitudes and habits that will support better health and increase more joy and peace in our lives. Curiosity, I think, is the first step to any change. When we become curious about something, It kind of sparks us to look in a certain direction of what we're curious about. Otherwise, we would always just stay right where we are and there could be no growth or change. Ayurveda tells us that the knowledge we need to make healthy choices is in our own intellect. We know that we should choose the orange or the apple over the cupcake or cookie. But oftentimes, we don't. So failure of the intellect is the first reason or cause for eventual disease because if we continually make bad and unhealthy choices across the board, our body and health will soon reflect that. So we have to start by becoming curious about why, why we continually make unhealthy choices. Let's just take a moment and list just a few unhealthy choices 
that we've all made, I'm sure, at some point in our lives. The choice of fast food over whole unprocessed food. Uh, Sometimes we might have chosen soda or other sweetened drink over water. We kept smoking even though we know how bad it is for us. We may have drank alcohol in excess knowing how bad it's going to make us feel the next day. Or maybe we chose to lay around on the couch binge watching reality TV over going for a walk in nature or an exercise session at the gym. Maybe we stay up really late even though we're absolutely exhausted. Or maybe we watch violent or dramatic TV shows over sitting quietly, meditating, or reading an enlightening book. These are just a few habits or choices we make in spite of knowing better, and we've all done it at some point. Ayurveda says we are what we take in through our five senses. So you can clearly see that these not-so-good choices I just mentioned play a huge part in our current state of health. So maybe together we can make 2022 this moment when we can start to become more aware of the choices and habits we're making and maybe by just changing one and seeing how we feel, maybe it could be the start of something great. Ayurveda also speaks to how living things are connected to the circadian rhythms, which is living in tune with the nature cycles. So that's an interesting point, and it starts the whole awareness process, I guess you could say, that when we start to tune inward as human beings, as living things, animals and plants included, we are part of nature. And so oftentimes we're fighting the cycle of nature, the circadian rhythms, either because we're not aware that we're doing it or perhaps because we feel it's not that important. So I would like to take this time to talk about the circadian rhythms and how we are so so much a part of that cycle in nature. So maybe, and you can think about this as we're talking about it, maybe waking up ready for the day every morning is completely foreign to you. Maybe midday crashes are commonplace, and maybe restlessness at bedtime is a trend for you. If you have noticed this, or as you think about it now, you you know that that's a reality. Maybe it's time that we talk about resetting the body clock so that it's more working more in sync with the circadian rhythm. So the circadian rhythms are daily rhythms that govern your physiology. The circadian rhythm is a 24-hour biological cycle that governs the time to fall asleep and the time to wake up, as well as other essential bodily functions such as hormone release, digestion, and body temperature. So it's very, very important. And before medical research, the sages and rishis 5,000 years ago through Ayurveda outlined this pattern through the language of the doshas, kapa pitta vata, specifically to the qualities present at certain times of the day that influence how we experience it and what we need to do to live in connection and balance with it versus being out of sync and living against it. When we begin to dial inward and really get to know ourselves, we can change our habits and behaviors to live in balance 
and connectedness with nature and the circadian rhythms, and then have the power to drastically improve everything from our productivity to our sleep quality to our digestion. And as we've spoken about before, digestion is everything. It's where everything starts. So let's take a closer look at the Ayurvedic clock and how it corresponds to nature. So first let's uh, talk about the three doshas and their time cycles. Each day we cycle through six four-hour time zones, three during the daytime period and three at nighttime. Each time period is dominated by one dosha and thus influenced by the qualities of that dosha. So in total, we experience each dosha twice in a 24-hour cycle. So let's start at 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. This is kapha dosha time. And kapha governs stability and structure. It's all about the physical body. So if you wake up feeling heavy, this is the time to move, stretch, walk, work out. It's time to invigorate stimulate and warm your body from the inside to prepare yourself for the new day ahead. If you generally wake up tired, pay attention to what time you are rising. Even though getting enough sleep matters, when you wake up matters too. So getting up in the latter half of the 6 a.m., 10 a.m. window means trying to rise up through the heaviness of kapha dosha time which kapha is made up of earth and water, both very heavy qualities. Whereas if you are rising in the first half of this time frame, closer to 6 a.m., this means you have less heaviness to fight through from the kapha dosha because the kapha dosha is accumulating later in this window. And despite popular thought, this is not the best time for a big heavy meal, which can make you feel even heavier and more sluggish, like the kapha dosha. Instead, eat a light but nourishing meal. An example would be choosing oats over pastries. And if you're not hungry, just wait to eat. Just listen to your body and respond accordingly. Your body knows when it's time to eat. The next time cycle we look at is from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., which is pitta time. So the pitta dosha is our fire and governs transformation, and digestion. When pitta is high, it's in charge. And it's like screaming, it's time to eat. It's ready to go. Digestion fire is at its optimal peak at this time. So go big. Not saying overeat, but in Western societies, people tend to have their smaller uh, lunches and larger dinners. But the circadian, the circadian rhythm is is not set up that way. And it shows us that this is not the way your body is designed to function optimally. So we have the highest digestive capacity at midday during pitta dosha time, which is without a doubt the optimal time to have a larger meal. And again, that doesn't mean you stuff your face and then fall asleep at your desk. <laughs> it means eat enough nutrient-dense foods that both agree with your GI system and fuels you until dinner. This time of the day, you are fired up, both body and mind. 
So you will notice that you are more productive during the pitta time of day between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. The third cycle during the daytime is between 2 p.m. and 6 p.m., which is vata time. The vata dosha governs movement, including the nervous system and sensory experience. When you're rested and in balance, this is the time to be creative and when problem-solving abilities are at their peak. However, if you didn't sleep well the night before or had a small or poor quality lunch, you can feel your energy dip really big time uh, during Vata time window. This can look like sugar cravings, mental fatigue, feeling ungrounded or easily distracted. It's like that 2.30 drop of energy. So to make the most of this time, you could create a calm environment for yourself or maybe take a break from work and just go and take a short little walk outside or have a cup of herbal tea because vata is the dosha that tends to go out of balance the easiest. So try to become aware of how you feel during this time of the day and then make the necessary adjustments. Now we'll talk about the cycles at nighttime. So kapha dosha is 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. So this is the second time in a 24-hour cycle that we see the kapha energy of stability and structure and its support for helping you to wind down your day, grounding after a very active day, so that you can start to prepare for a restorative night's sleep. So the early time of this 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. window is a good time to exercise, but not vigorous exercise, more gentle kind of exercise, like a leisurely walk in nature or a gentle yoga class. To align with your, di your uh, digestive rhythms, eat an early, dinner and keep it small and light. The lighter you eat in the evening, the more refreshed you will wake the next morning. So keep dinner light and stimulation low at this time. Start to turn off your electronics early. This will allow your brain and your nervous system to calm down before bedtime. Maybe try to start an evening routine, like start to dim the lights or lighting a candle while you take a nice warm bath, and then journaling about the day will help. The next nighttime cycle is Pitta. So Pitta Dosha nighttime is 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. This is the second time we see Pitta in that 24-hour cycle. Pitta Dosha, again, the energy of transformation and digestion, which is to clear out and reset your system during this time. So Pitta is actually digesting everything that happened to you during the day, your food intake, as well as your emotional experiences throughout the day. So for Pitta to function properly, you need to be asleep during this time frame so as not to interfere with this essential process of digestion. If you're awake during 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., not only does this process not happen, but you might get the urge to have like a midnight snack. And it's very important not to eat during this time because this then forces the body to digest food that you've just taken in 
rather than a time for Pitta to digest the dinner you ate at like five or six and all of the emotional stuff that you have taken in during the day. So this inefficiency that leads to waking up groggy, tired and heavy because you haven't been asleep during this Pitta dosha window. And so it leads to undigested food still in your system. So it's very, very important when you eat, when you sleep, it has a huge impact on your health and how you feel in the morning. The last nighttime section of cycle is the 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., which is the vata dosha nighttime cycle. We see the vata for the second time during 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. And this express, again, it expresses the nervous system and our sensory impressions and experiences. It is during this time that if we are sleeping, we may have dreams that contain valuable insights and understanding something. Something else that might happen during this time is that if you wake up during this time, between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m., it's very, very difficult to fall back to sleep. This is because your natural sleep hormone is waning as your body slowly moves towards being fully awake. So again, the vata is accumulating towards the end of the 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. window. So you'll notice if you wake up like around 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, it's very difficult to fall back to sleep because vata is accumulating. And so it's starting to build so that you're going to prepare to wake up around 6 a.m. So to prevent tossing and turning and missing out on both restful sleep and the insight of those amazing dreams you could have during this time, be sure that you are in bed and hopefully asleep by 10 p.m. If you get sufficient sleep, you may be able to wake up early enough to enjoy the sacred time of day, which is right around between 4.30 a.m. and 6 a.m. is this known in the Eastern cultures as the time of it's sacred, quiet, and peace. It's the optimal time to wake up and meditate or do spiritual rituals like yoga and, and things like that during that time. So I hope you found this episode helpful. As we start 2022 with a curiosity to tune into the beautiful wisdom of our bodies, and we just start to listen and get to know ourselves better, that's a great place to start and understand that we are one with nature. So maybe starting to find your own unique natural rhythm will be a good starting point to make the changes and then see how you feel. It's important to keep connected with your internal part of you where all the sacred knowledge exists in your soul part of you. And in this busy, busy world, we often lose touch with our soul part of us where that deep wisdom lives. And it is in that deep wisdom inside of each one of us, that is where all the ancient knowledge of balance and being in sync with nature and the circadian rhythms lives. And so they've done many, many studies on people who work night shifts and work all night and then sleep by day and how 
taxing that is on the body because we're going against the natural rhythm of how we're supposed to sync ourselves with the sunrise and the sunset. And so Ayurveda is based on that connection and that cycle of following nature. Nature is the smartest thing in the whole wide world. And when we follow nature and we go with the flow and we allow our body's natural rhythms and wisdom to do what it needs to do, it's designed for our optimal health. And saying, you know, you should be in bed and asleep by 10 p.m. every night sounds like a small thing, you know, and people say, well, I'm a night owl, you know, I can't sleep until one. But if you start to really, that's, that's not really how it works for, for living things. We are part of nature. And so when the sun sets and the darkness comes, our body automatically knows to start producing melatonin. It already knows that we need to go to sleep, that the day is done and it's time for the beautiful activity of the nighttime digestion to start processing everything we've taken in, food, impressions, everything, to digest it so that it doesn't linger in our bodies and cause imbalance and disease. So Ayurveda is the practice of living in tune with nature listening to the body, listening to nature, and going with it and staying in sync with nature. So I hope this episode was helpful. We're going to talk so much more about being in sync with nature and allowing our bodies to do what they're meant to do. They're very smart. We should just go with the flow. So I thank you very much for joining me. It is my wish that 2022 maybe could be the year of recovery, health, and peace. That would be a beautiful thing. You know, everything, every change in the world starts with, our, with us, with ourselves. And so um, it can be a small baby step. You know, you can just start to make small changes, like changing your bedtime or eating your largest meal at lunchtime when digestion is highest. Or acknowledging that when you wake up sluggish and heavy, that's the time not to hunker back down, but to swing those feet to the floor and do a nice big stretch, take a nice couple of deep breaths and start moving your body. Fight that kapha accumulation, start getting moving. And you'll see that one little change feels so good that it's my hope that you'll want to make more. And we've all been there. We all had to make the first step. And so we're in it together. And in the community of Ayurveda and yoga, it's about support for one another. And I am happy to support everyone on the journey as people had supported me when I took my first baby step. So I wish you peace and happiness as we begin this important year of recovery and reset and health, mind, body, and soul. And I look forward to talking with you again um, on the upcoming episodes uh, where we try to raise our vibration, heal our bodies, and come together. And so I hope you have a beautiful, peaceful day. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Enjoy your day. Namaste. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you would like to experience healing or give the gift of healing to another, please go to my website, www.hamsaholistichealingandayurveda.com or email me at sherry at hamsaholistichealing.com or you can contact me on Facebook, Sherry Berjanski. I offer Ayurveda consultations, Reiki energy healings, reflexology and Ayurveda foot massage, tarot card readings, angel card readings, and much more. If you found this podcast helpful, please share an episode so that we can spread this wonderful wisdom of healing. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, take care. Namaste.